just heard that, well, number one, the U.S. government's trying to, like, outlaw TikTok for some reason. Because it's a Chinese company. Oh. And that coincides with uh, Facebook is about to uh, launch their version of TikTok, which is probably just going to live on Instagram anyway. Which, what the hell is TikTok? Like, it's basically Instagram with, uh, with a soundtrack that you just mouth to? Uh, that was how it started, but there's all sorts of things. In fact, there are better places to go to find out about TikTok, and I think you and I might be the last few people on earth <laughs> yeah. who don't know. Um, there's the subsections, the weirdest. It started out like just doing those things and trending, uh-huh. and it's gone way farther. Apparently, I need to start using TikTok. Because I'm a funny guy, and I should share that funny stuff on the TikTok. So I'm going to do that. Um, I'm thinking about finger puppets. I like that idea. I'm going to do like whole shows with finger puppets. Like, and like <laughs> you know, it's like, ha! I'm holding up my index finger. Pod- this is really good for podcasts. I'm Mr. Tickle Finger! I like to tickle! And then there's this guy over there. He's like, stick a finger up your butt. Smell. It smells like a... Butt finger, and I'm like, yeah, I tickle butt finger, and then my middle finger will come up and be like, fuck off. And there's TikTok. I think I just described TikTok for you. You know what? What we should do now is grab all that audio you just did and invite people to draw characters on their fingers, and then just act along with what you just did. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. So you have Mr. Tickle Finger and Butt Finger, fuck off finger. Is the butt finger the little one? Butt finger is the ring finger. Why is it the ring finger? I would because so, you would check it out. So imagine this was a stage. Finger. Imagine this was a stage. So I'm <laughs> holding my arm up like a stage, and I'm sticking my index finger up. Hi, are you ticklish? Yeah, I see the first one. <laughs> I'm tickle finger, and then he's like, "Do you smell?" Oh God, the, the ring my finger's finger sticking up. In my butt, smell. I don't know why, but it just got so much grosser. Yeah, it's the, you're seeing it. You're seeing the finger. So this one, so the ring finger pops up. And the middle finger is still bent, but then suddenly he's like, Hey! Shut the fuck up! Oh, he's oh. in the middle. He's mad. Yeah, he's all big. And like, Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Oh, why don't you want a tickle? Get off me! Smell. Smell. No! So there you go. Perfect. I can't wait to see these. So guys, uh, if you're on TikTok, just grab this audio <laughs> and uh, show us your finger puppet puppet shows. Send them to the show. Care of... Uh, Manaria at Manaria.com That doesn't exist We don't have a website No I guess you'll just have to Follow one of us On the Instagrams Yeah find find us Use TikTok Follow us on the Instagrams <laughs> Somebody needs to do it I'm, if I, or Otherwise I will And it will be long And there will be references To old literature Probably theology It's gonna get Way up its own ass Like a butt finger I love when you held All three fingers up like that It was basically a Boy Scout salute Which is the opposite Of everything you just did I don't know, man. Those tents were probably teenage boys alone in their tents. Think of all the fucking butt play that went on in there. Oh, God. Those tents smelled like a paper mill. What? A, have you ever smelled a paper mill? No. What's a paper mill smell like? Well, it smells like, uh, have you ever been in a room after several people butt fucked without AC? <laughs> no. Also, no. Well, there you go. Those are the, the that's Just it. Just put those together? Wait. No, you don't mix them. I'm saying a paper, sm- a, a room, a butt fucked room. Like, like no AC, like in an Arizona dry desert, like in a shitty Motel 6. And let's say there's four drug addicts just butt-fucking. Uh-huh. And they do it all night because of the drugs. And and it just soaks into the walls and the sheets. The, the smell of... You know what a teenager's room smells like? Yeah. Between the smell of, of unkept like hygiene 
and jizz <laughs> and farts. Is that what a paper mill smells like? Well, yes, and also that smells like a room of, of constant butt-fucking without ventilation. All right, hold on. Teenager masturbatory room. I, anal, anal sex room. And then paper mill. So let me break it down how we started here. And I, let me just put it on the chalkboard for you. <laughs> so you were saying that my, my finger puppet show, when I had my, my fingers up, looked yeah. like a Boy Scout yeah, salute. Yeah, Boy Scout salute. And then that you said that that would be completely opposite of what I was talking about. I then countered with uh, adolescent boys alone on camping trips and tents yeah. are probably by themselves or maybe exploring with each other, doing uh-huh. some foul things. So no. And then I joked that those tents smelled like a paper mill. Yeah, that's where it throws me off. I don't and know what the paper... Because you didn't know what the paper mill smelled like. So I said then a room post a bunch of butt fucking, which he also doesn't know what it smells like. And I do. And then I figured, oh, well, he's a man. He identifies as that. And so he probably identified as a teenage boy, which means that he had stinky socks, farted, and whacked off in his room. I'm talking about Mike here, guys. And so I figured, wow. now, see, if you know what your room smelled like as a teenager, thusly you'd know what a butt-fucking room smelled like, thusly you'd know what a paper mill smelled like, then you would know what the tent of the Boy Scouts would smell like. Okay. Fuck. I get I get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I, I don't think we're. It got aggressive, but it's not against each other. I think yeah. it was just we kind of went on a. Road I know. Trip. Um, so now I need to go to a paper mill, and I, just verify this because. Well, all right, if we're talking about paper mill, I, I would imagine it would smell like a sawmill. No. And then it would smell maybe a little bit like glue, no. and then maybe it would smell a little bit like an actual ream of paper that you get at Office Depot. Yeah. If only the process of making the paper is much different. Allow me. What does a paper mill smell like? According to Depp Greenport, paper mills can at times produce very unpleasant smells. The distinctive odor of sulfur, similar to rotten eggs, is characteristic of many industrial processes, including the craft pulp mill process used in the manufacture of paper. What? There you go. So that rotten egg smell that, that our teenage room of, of old cum. Oh my. Now you understand what I'm getting at? A little huh. bit? Yeah. See? This was a teachable moment. This sounds moment. terrible. And there there are people that like work in paper mills. Yeah. Wow. Um So, all right, I got I got a couple of different directions I can go with this. Uh first off, first off we're going to talk about the jizz tree in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, podcasters, I have turned my head inquisitively <laughs> as I do not know what the actual fuck he's talking about. I think I might need... What are the other options? Like if you start with jizz tree, what's option fucking two? All right, well, here's the thing. So so since uh, since we're all talking about what, what uh, a room of cum smells like, um, <laughs> in the spring in Los Angeles, this is the first time I ever smelled it, but I've smelled it in other cities since, um, you actually smell the uh, 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 strange aroma of cum in the air. We all know what it smells like, people. Yeah. Uh, so just just know that it's in the air. And you're like, what is this? Uh, and uh, I've looked this up before. I had to look it up again. It's called the Caleri Pear Tree. Uh, and it smells like, oh, uh, they have it says it smells like cum and vomit. It's a very scientific article I'm reading here. Well, that's... Cum and vomit, I know there's a characteristic of certain cum and certain vomit. Like, old, stale cum yeah. can have a certain smell to vomit, but, like, 
if you're eating right, your cum doesn't smell like that. There is a, there is a smell to it, but it yeah. shouldn't be. And I'm a man who's tasted my own brand. <laughs> you know, we're all, I, most people have, and if some people might have shame attached to that, I certainly didn't. I still occasionally, if I change my diet, check because, you know, I don't want to deliver a, an untasty load. Have you ever done the pineapple test? Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, like Hot before and after. Vitamin C. Um, well, you, you know, you you generally, I was I ate more more. I had my cum beforehand. <laughs> yes, I suppose it's like it's been a while. Then I ate a bunch of pineapple. Yeah, tried to not be impatient. Like waited a couple of days, did some serious pineapple. Yeah, a lot of acidity. You got to be careful with that. Don't go crazy. And then I uh, launched one out, and and yeah, it's it still tastes like cum. <laughs> But but it's better. So is it like wine tasting? It's just this little note, like mm, yes, I taste. I guess it takes away some of the funkiness, that that kind of umami funk that, that certain things have. And that's a service all men should strive to provide. I'd say so. I mean, unless you're hate fucking someone or doing a practical joke. Oh God. You know, like make like eat eat nothing but top ramen, eggs, refried beans. Don't drink water. That's key. You want this to come out like a dehydrated egg yolk. Oh. Um, <laughs> best show ever I hashtag wish, best show ever I wish you could see his face kids <laughs> oh man he, he turned his face like he was dying inside that was great yeah alright so in this case if um, if you had sulfur next to one of these calary pear trees yeah. would that smell like a paper mill I, I would say so yeah and, and remember sulfur has a wide array of smells I think the sulfuric eggy smell yeah. is what we attribute uh, to the whole situation um, yeah you know, there's a fruit uh, that tastes like cum. What? If, if anybody has a decent taste uh, sense, like if your taste buds are exact, you know, there's uh-huh. always an aftertaste to things, right? Yeah. So there is a fruit. It is, I believe, I want to say kumquat, but... Um, well, that would be no, too No, elderberry. Wait, wait, it's an orange berry. Orange ba- berry. Orange berry from Europe. He's Googling it or Syriaing it. According to Nature's Pride, the Physalis, also known as the Cape Gooseberry or Ground Gooseberry, is a small there it is. A gooseberry tastes gooseberry. like jizz. So it starts off as a lovely flavor. <laughs> and there's just this, it's very, now remember, I don't see well. My taste buds are heightened. So a lot of, yeah. I, I did get several people to agree with me. Some people didn't taste it. But huh. if you know what a load tastes like, uh, bite into a gooseberry. It's wonderful. And about six seconds afterwards you get this little whoa, that's calm huh it's like that tastes like a batch um also i find that the funkiness of brie cheese has a flavor not quite as exact but i don't like brie cheese and i've had huh. it every way and all my friends have tried because i like cheese and i like all the uh-huh. nice things but brie has a funky uh aftertaste that is more of a combination of cum and vomit to me. Like, it's just unpleasant. Uh, not quite as bad. The gooseberry's not huh. so bad because it just tastes like a, like a pineapple-y load. And it's like, I don't have a problem with that. Although several of the people I may do that no longer wanted gooseberries. I was like, you are in the closet. That's interesting. I think, like, I think Bree's going to be a little bit different for me next time. I hope and so. And we actually have a, uh, a, uh, a wedge sitting in the house right now. That Enjoy we're... it. Now, t- now really... As you eat, this is all about being mindful and present, which uh, some hippies talk about a lot. But mindful eating is important because you get to notice more flavors. Huh. I want, Mike, I want you to really focus. You know the flavor in the beginning. But I want you to think about that at the end. And what is that? And if you don't taste some kind of funky jit or sadness, 
I don't want to ruin Brie for you, but I think I just did. <laughs> I think you did, and it's, it's like this. That's one of the cheeses you bring out when you want to be really high class, fine dining. Like here, try my delicious spread of fruits, oh, yeah. nuts, and melty brie. But Kalen, what about the bee, br- the brie? <laughs> <laughs> but Kalen, what about the brie baked with a honey crust? That's a honey crusted piece of jit. And vomit. Oh, no. You're fucked. You, there's, you cannot mask an aftertaste. You can mask everything beforehand, but an aftertaste is always going to be there. Yeah. Can't fix it unless uh. you do a chaser. So I guess if I wanted to get through the first slightly pleasant part of Brie and I could down a shot of something to mask the horror afterwards, there's just other cheeses out there. So basically what you're saying is when you eat Brie, you're a spitter, not a swallower? Yeah. I'm not even going to try to like enhance that. That was brilliant by itself. Did you like that, that? Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> That was just nice. That was just nice. And it tied in to come. Yeah, that was good. That was All really right, good. just so we're not doing a whole episode on uh, man, ju- man juice. Man well, there's juice. also girl come. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, go for it. I don't know much about it. I'm a selfish <laughs> lover. I was going to go completely different in another direction. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. I don't need to talk about that. All right, we'll save that for another time. We're, that was it. We just had about half our audience uh, turn the episode off because. Why? Well, just because we're not going to go into that. Oh. Yeah. Well. But next time. Next so time, subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. And, <laughs> and like, and I'll talk about. Someday we'll talk about. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring in a special guest, like a female. That'd be Because they probably idea. taste their own brand too, right? Which does yeah. not. Next episode. Next time. Okay. Another time. <sighs> Far away. Fuck. Oh my God. It. This show is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Nick to get us back? This is what happens when we don't have a handler. Yeah, he's not. To- he's not. Put- he's not kept me in my place. And you are an enabler, sir. I know it's getting worse. Uh, I really felt like we were gonna have like this opposite thing going on in the beginning of the show, and now I just keep coming down to your level. It's fun down here. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So here's another story based on that really stinky pulp plant that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle, when he was younger than I am now, so when he was like in his mid-20s, he already had his, his two girls, my cousins. Um, the whole family, um, along with my aunt, so the four of them, moved down to Virginia. And he was looking for a job. They were, they, it was pretty dire straits, but um, uh, he was looking for a job. He answered this ad for working on a pig farm. So he showed up. They hired him on the spot. They gave him like those, those like leg, like the hip things yeah like waiters waiters. yeah and they sent him into the pig room the pigs were all somewhere else at this point i don't know if they were eating or if they actually get to go outside in the mud but he was now in this giant like warehouse where the pigs normally are and his job was to spray down all the pig shit and basically clean it up so he spent i want to say this was an overnight thing too like he spent hours just spraying down pig shit from one end of the building to the other, getting it all out of there. And this was going to be something that he'd be doing every single day. Like he would go in and clean this stuff up. Kind of nuts. Yeah. Anyway, he said the smell of the room was so bad. He obviously uh, almost threw up in his mouth several times. But then when he got home, this is with the waiters off. Um, my aunt would not let him in the house. She made him hose himself down in the yard uh, even after that, he still needed to shower several times and he could not get the smell off for days. He said, I didn't go back. I didn't ask for my check. <laughs> they never called. That was it. He just 
ghosted this job, never got paid for it. I mean, it probably would have been like 30 bucks back then, you know, like not worth it. Not worth it. He this said, is, that's a teachable moment yeah. as well. Yep. If your job makes you like I, I, when I cook, I smell like garlic sometimes or, or spices. Uh-huh. You know, I get that, that wafting smell and, and everyone's like, dude, what's that? I was like, oh, I spent all day cooking like 14 courses of something. Yeah. And uh, they'll be like, well, it's pretty uh, potent. I was like, well, at least it's not shit. Like, yeah. it could be worse. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. Uh, all props to people that work in these pretty stinky jobs. You remember Mike Rowe was doing that dirty oh, job yeah. show? Like, he did a lot of dirty jobs, but he yeah. didn't do a whole lot of stinky jobs. Like, he would end up on the farm and stuff, but I don't yeah. remember him, like, really shoveling shit. Um, no, so the stinky, well, the contained stinky jobs, that's... I mean, I don't, I don't know how they get out around it, and I don't know. Maybe right. you're maybe, and also I don't know. Maybe some people have more porous stink absorption, or like know. if you take your clothes off. I mean, that. Ugh, I don't know, man. It's just like in a world where somebody <laughs> has to do that job. Yeah. Well, maybe nowadays they figured it out. Also, if those pigs should be eating proper food and pineapple, uh, pine. So that their shit doesn't stink so much. <laughs> you glorious bastard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I have a feeling it was probably a horrible farm where the pigs weren't being taken care of properly. And I mean, that's just every pig farm, though. Like, oh, no, all pigs are, all pig farms are dirty pig farms. Unless you have one of the cute, like, you have a pet pig. And it's got his own room next to the horse and the you know, goats. The, the, the pigs that like get fed proper food, they like pigs don't love like pigs use the mud because they don't sweat to keep cool. I know, but they still have to defecate. Well, yeah, everybody defecates, but it's like you know, cow shit, and also it shouldn't be contained like that. I don't. There's no changing this, but I'm just uh, upset about the odor. Yeah, I mean that's industrial farming though. It's like you get more animals than would survive on the land yeah. on the land, and then you just truck in a bunch of food and water yeah so that they can like out sustain the ground they're on yeah it's and, not good yeah you know that phrase like um uh good milk comes from happy cows and happy cows come from california or something like that you ever well i mean we we did this the the road trip we met on you have the nice happy cows on the grass which yeah. is a very small area uh-huh. and then you get up north yeah to the death camps yeah which I will say are are getting the, the we're the ground is starting to turn, like like I'm, for the better. Yes, because we did go during a drought year. That's for sure. It was a drought year. It looked worse than than. But I mean, it's so much to do, and and some people would just be like, "You gotta do it." You like you can't have animals. It's kill. I'm a vegan. Cool. I respect you. Suck it. Suck it. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, like yeah, there's there's this amazing grass fed cow ranches like up like you know getting past Santa Barbara and this is like you know, what the five once you get to the five from L A to San Francisco there's and the smell in the air yeah and it's it's amazing when you see these other cow places with the green grass or like them roaming around on like you know when they're not pressed all together it's like wow it's amazing these cow farts have dissipated in a reasonable way uh-huh. like let's not put fourteen Boy Scouts in a tent whacking off and expect it to smell good. Good callback. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> that's that's the circle of life right there. Yeah. Um. So I, I I hope that we can live in a world where there's more proper, responsible farming. And we just Hopefully. eat less of it. And you know where the real happy cows are? Minnesota. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the winter sucks. So they, what they should do is winter in like Texas, and then go summer in Minnesota. But it's always green in Minnesota. That's true. That's For true. like it's three weeks a year. Here too. <laughs> that's true. 
Yeah. Hey, are you an unhappy cow? Come on down to Nashville. Michael Darling, here's his address, and he will take care of all of you. I'll, I mean, my yard could probably fit like uh, a baby cow. I think you could probably have a, a grown cow and a young cow. And once the young cow got older, one of them would have to leave. One of them would have to leave. So you basically yeah. foster. Uh, they, I think they'd be happy out there. <laughs> hey, every little bit. It, all right. Everybody call it to action. Everyone adopt an unhappy cow and grass feed it and then send it back so that it can be killed. That way my steak is better marbled. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's the way it used to be, right? You would you would keep a couple you would keep a a, a dairy cow mm-hmm. on your property. Uh, that would be your milk supply, your cheese supply, your butter supply. Yep. And when the cow got old, you would send it off to the butcher, and the butcher would send you back some meat and make money on on a portion of the cow, and that's the way it worked. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem unless you're. I mean, we are losing some some listeners with this conversation. <laughs> I know it's it went from bad to. I, I don't from think the cub was the problem. <laughs> we should go back to cum? Is that what you're saying? If we're talking about eating animals and sad cows. I mean, I know for a fact many friends of mine are not going to be happy about this, which just fills me with absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he got really happy. Well, <laughs> you look so happy right now. <laughs> what other disturbing, horrible thing can we talk about? Huh. Well, we got to wait. Don't. This is not rhetorical because if I answer my own question, I'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Mike, what else should we talk about that could potentially alienate people? Aliens, of course. Didn't we do that? On Mytho- we oh, didn't. You know what, though? Yeah. I, here's something. I've been, I found um, Star, Star Trek The Next Generation on yes. Netflix. And uh, I started it from the very first episode. <laughs> I had never seen the first season, any of it. My Thanks. dad used to watch... Star Trek. Yeah. And, uh, I grew and, up with it. Yeah. And Next Generation was his, that was his one. You know? That's my jam. That is, that's the pinnacle for me. Yeah. And so um, he, he would throw it on and I would kind of pay attention. I was a little bit too young for it at that point. Yeah. And I haven't really caught up. I watched all the movies. Yeah. I love the Star Trek movies, but movies the shows are, they're a little bit different. Well, right? it started in 1988 and you're coming <laughs> off of the heels of Star Trek, the original. Yeah. So they, Roddenberry tried to keep it kind of as campy. I mean, yeah. you notice in the very first episode, you know how Data is. Yeah. In all the, like later, all the movies. Brent Spiner is brilliant, but like they gave him, oh, Captain. I'm like, you're a fucking android. Why are you doing tone? And they fixed that. And oh, Brent Spiner fixed his, like he morphed his character into the Data that you know in the movies. Yeah. Which is so much funnier, the drier stuff. Like, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like the, the beginning of that fucking series was rough. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the the pilot was basically a two part yeah. episode, right? Yes, I and, think it's called the Menagerie. Uh, it's where the guy is, he's like this almost godlike creature. Q. Yeah, Q. Um, and he he basically has this energy net and he captures yeah. the Enterprise, and then he he basically doesn't like humans. He thinks humans are still very puts on trial. are still savage, and he puts them on this unfair trial. Yeah. Uh, which uh, Picard has to get himself out of by figuring out how to be. Um, basically fair, yeah. Uh, not resort to anger, um, but yeah, the whole thing is it's it's really campy. Oh, it's very campy, and that's not the way I remembered Star Trek: The Next Generation. I remembered it being it evolves into a pretty righteous uh, program, and, it, and it's still addicting the first season. Yeah, but they like they do a quick evolution. I need to know. Oh, we're gonna. What is the name of the pilot episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation? We just lost all our Trekkie fans. Encounter They're... at Fairpoint. 
it's According encounter it, far point far point yeah you're right that's what it was the no 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 far point's the second episode that's a two-parter they call it no the but he goes oh no that's right yep because yeah because yeah. they really get into the far point thing yeah. in in the second part of that one yep. yeah oh man star trek menagerie i know it's an episode here's a summary from wikipedia the Menagerie, parts one and two, are the 11th and 12th episodes first of the season. first season okay. of the American Why, is that one of your favorite episodes? Uh, I watched, it was, they, it was a two-parter, so they had a video cassette of it that my brother had. Oh, okay. So that we could watch that, and we watched a bunch. I liked, I liked that stuff, but okay. it's all about Next Generation. So the, the later seasons are where it really kind of gets into its own? Um, uh, well, I mean, start, the original Star Trek with the Menagerie on it was you know can't be all the way through but uh-huh. for star trek the next generation and that's where the menagerie is the next generation uh i think pretty much right into season two you're already kind of in a at a more evolved polished show they had it i mean they had so much talent with the actors yeah like they they worked they they figured out their voices their tone uh-huh. and so because it's already ridiculous it's a spaceship <laughs> yeah. and they're doing random space things with random space aliens so to make it work, they just they they made everything a little more natural. It's like when you see somebody like you know if you see improv things, where it's like all right, mm-hmm. pretend to pick up a wheel, mm-hmm. and somebody's going like, Hurr! when you see a guy just bend over and pick up a wheel, that one's believable. So <laughs> right. I, I think they downplayed themselves and just really started getting into the characters, and then the yeah. stories, no matter how ridiculous it is, if you have believable characters, uh-huh. I don't care that that alien's face looks like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild because I didn't recognize a few of the characters on the bridge. I think they maybe get, maybe they die, or maybe they. Get, there's some stuff they I'm not going to spoil because I want you to okay. watch this with the. Okay. But uh, there's there's switch around situations. Uniforms will change. People yep. will be promoted. Um, people fuck, which is great. That actually already happened because they 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 got um, too close to the planet. They, uh, they got that horny. disease and they yeah they all. Tasha Yar and Data boned for you already. Yep. Nice. Yep, that's right. And then uh, I think the, the doctor tried to bone the captain. That's right. Yeah, because they were all acting drunk. Yep. I mean, they do kind of start swinging, don't they? Like, they, <laughs> they, they swing for the fences from, yeah. from get-go. Yeah, and it's really interesting because uh, I got into Doctor Who a few years ago, and these early episodes of Star Trek feel so Whovian uh, in that um, they basically go to a planet, something's wrong, um, they're like out of their element they have to figure out not only how to solve it but how to get along in this new world yep um so it's just kind of like picard is the doctor basically oh yeah there's either a what the hell is that my phone that's unprofessional (laughs) i think i I turned it on to hear the voice Hmm. that's what i did i wanted to hear what google had to say so you podcasters could listen um is that podcast listeners or are they podcasters? I think we're the podcasters, so they'd be the podcastees. Podcastees. That yeah. sounds like that works. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, either the, there's some technological thing like, oh, the ship's warp drive is failing, or the holodeck's about to explode, yeah, or or the or it's an environmental. Hey, this planet's about to blow up, or there's going to be a war on this planet, or it's a viral like like alien makes makes you lose your memory. Yeah, um, you become horny. Uh, somebody's got their mind cont- like so. There's always these simple tropes, and then it's like, how do we fix it? And then uh, Patrick uh, Stewart just uses his accent. Get out! I'm Patrick Stewart, number two. That's the other thing. They made him into such a hard ass in these first episodes. Like they're really playing. I mean, he's not even that bad, but they're like really playing up that he's a strict hard ass. Yeah. Um, I don't remember him being. 
he this is the first season, so he's he's he learns to trust the crew and uh-huh. and uh, you know same kind of thing where his data becomes the perfect android yeah. uh, and a great humor uh, vehicle. All the characters kind of figure them themselves out, so yeah. uh, I okay. think they kind of took that. But you, but if, you, if any nerds out there who have somehow not watched it or watched snippets, revisit, get through the first season, and, and go on a, a, an adventure. Cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, right. uh, Star Trek Next Generation, friend of the show. <laughs> they are a friend of the show. Friend of the yeah, show. Gene Patrick Roddenberry. Stewart. Uh, Gene Roddenberry's uh, dead, so his tits are being eaten by maggots. But uh, for those still alive... Friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Especially Patrick Stewart. I want to drink wine with you. Dude, that would be amazing. It's kind of a dream of mine to hang right? out with Patrick Stewart. Uh, he just turned 80. It's like... Sir Patrick Stewart. I, yeah, but he he told he, he said he didn't care about being called Sir on okay. Graham Norton. I mean, so, he is a knight, though. He was absolutely yeah. a knight. And uh, he's just, just, just Patrick. And I was like, well, if Graham Norton can do that, maybe I'll just start with Mr. Stewart. I could start uh-huh. with that. And then he could be like, no, Patrick. I was like, let's get fucked up, dude. Yeah, that would be an honor, huh? Uh, yep. I, if I had to, if I had to, I would, I would be sober yeah. after that for at least a week. I would give it up. Cool. Yeah, I thought you were, you thought I was going to say longer, but I don't, I don't know what you were going to say. <laughs> like you know, like bargaining. Yeah. With, like the universe. All right, cool. Well, uh, I think we did a really good job of hiding our Star Trek nerdgasm behind talk about uh, stinky farts, shit, and and actual orgasms. There was it come come all over the place, and yeah. uh, definitely. Oh, and then let's not forget, unless you're trying to segue into a beautiful edit of all the murdering meat stuff we talked about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but now we can't edit it out because yeah. now it's in there. So basically, uh, for for Star Trek fans, you guys are disgusting having made it all the way through this episode just because I put Star Trek in our title. I'm impressed. <laughs> and if you did fast forward, go back. Yeah, go, go back. back. You're going to really enjoy it. There's so much, yeah, so was, much to listen to. This was pretty much our best episode ever. I'd say so. I do miss Nick. He would have been mortified. Holy oh shit. He would have been mortified. You know what we got to do? We'll just record him listening to this one. Reactions. Yeah. And we'll put that up on our Instagram, which doesn't exist yet. You're going to get a, God damn it, Kalen. Yeah. <laughs> He's hilarious. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Any yeah. last thoughts? Oh, I forgot the theme song. Maneria. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate that you've been listening to this show, even though we talk about absolutely nothing and we're pretty wretched individuals. Oh, yeah. Kaylin thanks, guys. Was, yeah, Kaylin was already. I'm getting there, though. He's, he's turning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure you're subscribed to this show wherever you're listening to it. I think we're on iTunes by now, so thanks for checking us out there. Uh, and we'll see you all next time. Bye!